Welcome everybody to the Crashing Church Show. Today we are going to talk about something that's kind of been on our minds. We talked about it a lot over the many episodes that that we've been doing, but we've only been doing it as part of the topics that that we've done in the past. And this one, though, I, I think it's just becoming more and more clear uh, for, for a lot of people, but it's becoming more and more clear uh, in every aspect of our lives, and that is the moral decline, the rapid moral decline of society, and how badly uh, it, it is getting it, it, it. There seems to have been a progression of the declining morality of society for a very long time, and of course, periods of history have, uh, you know, peaks and valleys when it comes to the morality of the people. But this time, th- this these last few years, and it almost seems like this the last. I wouldn't even say the last decade. It's been less than that, but we have now. It's almost like we've just jumped off of a cliff and we've just we're we're just falling straight down now. Yeah, and a lot. I don't think we're rolling down a hill. I think we're just falling straight straight down. down. I think um, you know a big part of that stems from the fact that morality as a concept has been denied, so that there's a rejection that morality even exists in society that's been embraced at large, or another way that they look at it is you know relative morality that what makes something moral is i remember when i was first in college i took a ethics and something i can't remember the exact name of it but an ethics course right it was basic you know general ed class that you had to take and the uh, professor posed that question what is morality and it's the first time that i remember coming across that the concept where so many people in the class their answer to that was what I think is right. That's what defines morality is what I think, what I think is good and bad makes it good and bad. And it was just like this, this shocked me. This is the first time that I'd ever come across that sort of thinking in my life that people could think that way, that people could think that morality wasn't a, a constant and what you thought mor- was moral didn't def- or moral or not didn't define that didn't change whether something was moral or not and then of course the, the professor led into the various different philosophies and philosophers about what defines morality all of which were interesting and and you know have some merit and i do i i tend towards utilitarianism a little bit but um ultimately you know i think you and i both agree on the that morality stems from god and that morality is defined by, by, by the creator. And I think that there's a lot of merit in holding a view of that, of what makes something moral. And I think that you can't really get away from it without actually destroying morality. Because otherwise, at some level or another, you're putting morality into the hands of creatures, you know, people, beings, who are flawed, who are imperfect and weak and flawed and, and think, you know, are, are naturally inclined towards evil things. Humankind is also naturally inclined towards good things. But um, there's no question that mankind, you know, humankind has a natural inclination towards evil and doing evil things. And so if morality stems ultimately from the wisdom of mankind, it's going to falter and fall. It's going to fail. 
and 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 that's what we're seeing you know people are casting off god casting off god as the source of what is good and bad and and that's not to say specifically you know you and i are both we we belong to the same religious organization we're both latter-day saints and you know, so we believe the Latter-day Saint tradition is the true tradition and is and teaches the correct version of doctrine and is you know has the true revelation from from God and stuff. But we also recognize that the the history of morality in the United States comes from the Christian and Judeo tradition the, of which the Latter-day Saint, uh, the Church of Jesus Christ for Latter-day Saints, is a part of, and. Um, and, and the United States was developed on those principles, on the Judeo-Christian principles of morality. And so as we see though, that being cast aside, then the country starts descending into this philosophy of relative morality, which equates to no morality. Uh, yeah, I, I would say that the along the lines of what you you talked about there is a rapid decline in our society and church attendance especially among young people so uh the the covid pandemic of course was did, did something that never should have happened there are a lot of things that never should have happened but it did something that uh, definitely never should have happened and that was the refusal of churches to meet uh, in in Canada, they still they still have uh, things like this happening. They they had the the pastors being arrested. You had pastors uh, and and church members uh, of of whatever congregations denominations who were meeting in a parking lot uh, in in Idaho, and they were uh, staying in their cars. They were they were just listening with their windows rolled down, and they were told that they could they not do that. Do so, that yeah. so so some of, yeah, so some of those uh, were arrested. But you started seeing this this really rapid decline, especially in the last few years, and uh, and it really does come from the attendance of uh, of church and the increase in. Uh, social media uh, that, that, viewing that and participation. Sure, yeah. And I would say, you know, the 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 legal, you know, the the, the government, sh caught, you know, denying people their rights to to worship and stuff is, and I, I wouldn't say this definitively, but I would I would think that that tends to be more a result than a cause. Um, because what you what you would see is if the people were truly, truly righteous still, if the country was truly righteous, they just wouldn't accept that in a country that still ultimately is a government of the people. Despite the fact that freedoms are being shut down and, and corroded little by little, ultimately, if the people really wanted righteousness and wanted the righteous government, they'd vote in righteous people and, and religious liberties. No, no, no. I, I think you're misunderstanding what Maybe. I'm saying. I'm not saying that that is the cause no, of it. No, what I, I'm well, saying I, is yeah, that okay. it... it it exacerbated the issue. It exacerbated the sure. issue of church attendance among uh, young people in particular. So, uh, you know, it's it's easy to get distracted with worldly things. Uh, we're, we're distracted all the time. Every single day we are distracted by worldly things because we live in a worldly world. We have uh, entertainment at our fingertips now. We have social media, as we, we just said. We have the Internet. We have YouTube. We have all of these things that we have such rapid availability of, and we have a constant desire for instant gratification. Entertainment. I was in thinking about that. Instant satisfaction. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, we 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 really do. And but now it's to the point where uh, it you you and I have talked about this a lot, and that is the almost complete annihilation of morality in the entertainment industry. Yeah. So you now have to have uh, in uh, companies like Angel Studios, like uh, the Daily Wire, uh, uh, the 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 Blaze. Uh, they have to generate their own content in order to maintain to some sort of moral connection. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And Angel Studios does a really, really good job at this. Um, but, but, you know, it's, it's, it's really amazing to me that, that they are completely privately funded. So the viewers are the ones who fund them. They, they donate, they, and, yeah. and it's, it's interesting that while Hollywood has had really bad attendance at movies, uh, particularly films that they really try to, to, to pass off, the complete opposite direction that they are going, the very apparent opposite direction that they are going, is, is really causing people to not want to go see them. So people, I do believe, do want to have quality shows but you still have that sneaky um you you still have those those little those little bits that that are thrown in there and and like you said before morality is whatever makes me or whatever i think is right and what even even among religions what and and particularly christian religions even what one christian denomination believes is right might differ from another Christian denomination. I so I shouldn't say might. I said well, it, it does, does differ sure. among other ones. And yeah, and, and you could you could be forgiving of that to an extent, obviously. It, it is one of my criticisms of like like the Daily I'll use the Daily Wire. I know the Daily Wire has been hot in the news lately, but it's just relative to the topic of uh of entertainment. So um but though we might talk about the other controversy <laughs> later on. But no the Daily Wire's attempt to uh to create entertainment that is you know good wholesome entertainment to fight the evil in the world but their values in my opinion are they're good values but they have some weaknesses in that regard so the daily wire is putting out content that is not as wholesome as i wish it was and i think it's it's one of those things where you know and i've heard the commentators say things like this before where it's like people people like violence and sex and swearing so we're going to put that you know some of that stuff in our shows because we, we want to sell our shows and i just can't help but think to myself that that's kind of the wrong approach to saying these shows have become too evil so we're going to make things that are less evil but still a little bit evil so people still like them that's that's kind of what it almost feels like they're saying when they when they say those sorts of things and i'm not saying that the daily wire is going to produce you know game of thrones type content but they might right because i know they 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 watch those sorts of shows and they love them eventually and yeah. and, and and they don't have a moral standard where they think that sort of thing in and of itself you know putting nudity and excessive um violence uh, and gore on the screen is in and of itself an immoral thing to do and a problem. And so even in, even in place now, Angel Studios is a different, a different issue. I think, you know, they're a solidly Christian, obvious um, organization and they're, yeah. they're less, they're, they're not going to be doing that sort of thing. And obviously there is a balance there where there is some level of that stuff where 
to tell a good tale, you have to have some level of grit to it and some level of t- otherwise it becomes cheesy and, and silly and, you know, unrealistic. Well, there's, there's, there seems to be a, uh, a, a common idea that, or assumption that if it is by some studio that is not really that recognizable, like Angel Studios, that the production value is not going to be that high yet. When you look at the show, The Chosen, the production value is quite, quite yeah, good. Yeah, they've done a good job. So um, they, they, yeah, the the sets, the the wardrobe, the, the cinematography, the quality of the sound, and, and, and uh, mostly the and, writing and, and, and the, the picture. Of course, the writing yeah, and the acting really is, is superb. Yeah. It very, it is really, really good. And you don't generally, you never really generally saw that that kind of thing with with shows that had that moral center you know that really strong moral presence and and yet these do and right. and they've really set a really a, a good high standard but you're starting to see that more and more typically uh independent films are are not especially those that are not produced with hollywood money they do have low production value and they're just not that great but um the Nowadays, we we are seeing that the production values are are getting it's, quite well, good. Well, and it's easier to do high quality production, especially if you're not doing heavy special effects. Um, the qual the cost of good filmography or whatever you cinematography, whatever you call it, um, has gone way down. Where anybody can do that nowadays, like anybody could produce really high quality video, um, even the video quality of like the videos that we do, the, we're doing for this podcast. It's not great. We're, we're just using webcams. But for if we were interested in, you know, mostly the reason we use webcam webcams is because it's easy, like it's simple. But we could. I have a digital camera that does really really high quality video that I could use for this, and I could do really really high quality video. I could pay a little bit more attention to my lighting, and I could get a professional result out of my my videos here with, you know, a little bit of study, a little bit of effort and a little bit of cost compared to, you know, 20 years ago where there was a major uh, cost uh, prohibition to doing that sort of thing, to being able to create that sort of thing. And so now, you know, and that's not to say that I think Angel Studios probably has invested in has purchased, you know, liter- you know, actual, you know, like the red cameras the, that are professional professional cameras and stuff so they probably have invested more than than that but you wouldn't have to necessarily even to create really high quality video but they you know but but this goes back to the fact that they it is it it's it's the contributions of the viewers that are funding those things and and it it shows it does show it's a testament that to the fact that people want to have quality programming and stuff that's not filled with with all that other stuff mm-hmm. you know and don't need it, special it effects i throw on top of that because one of the one of the other things hollywood's yeah, gone to is like yeah, you don't have yeah. this huge special effects laden you know you gotta have a 200 million dollar budget or else we're not gonna and, yeah yeah then i gotta go watch it which is which is a bunch of bs and I think, yeah so, it's a great um, point my, my, great point my son and i we we go to um we we go to uh, Amazon Prime, you know, we'll, we'll watch Prime Video. We'll we'll put it on Netflix and and things like that. And and I'll be searching for whatever's new and 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 what's what are the hottest to find things. Your, I you know, get, you, get you see the traders and, you, and, and, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so we look for things that we we know that we would enjoy. So uh, we we know that right now that we are into um, colonial pirate history. Mm-hmm. We're into 
uh, European history. We're into my son's into Viking history. So uh, we have shows that we can access. But when you look at the the descriptions of the ratings and what is in what what type of content is in it, almost one hundred percent of the time it is strong language, it's TVMA, sexual con- strong sexual content, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's TVMA, and uh, rarely are we finding anything that is t- uh, PG thirteen or TV uh, fourteen, which do, is the PG thirteen equivalent, like. It's still filled with a lot of stuff. stuff. So now, 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 language. one of the, the the shows that that we love to watch is Stranger Things, mm-hmm. and while it does not have the really it harsh have language, really that, it has a lot of language. No, it it does have a lot <laughs> of language, but it's 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 tame compared to everything else that's that's coming out yeah. today. Look, you know, you you just turn on uh, Yellowstone on uh, Paramount Network, and this is cable television. And it is laced with absolutely the worst language. You have the same thing in, on, on Netflix with 95% or more of the shows. Same right. thing with Amazon, 95 or, or more percent of the shows. And it's, 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 like, it's like Hollywood and all of these programs or all of these networks do not understand that people are clamoring for more high-quality content. And when they do come out with high-quality content... That is not laced with those things. It's really highly rated. The audience loves it, but they don't create more. You mean likes and so like this is why things. I yeah like Stranger Things. Yep, exactly. And I I do think that this shows that the moral decline is being not only contributed by but led by the entertainment oh, industry. Agree. That we though I would yeah, I would we, say we have they try to make more. They just Hollywood is. And it's not all just Hollywood, but the entertainment industry obviously has been historically terrible at that. They have a success, you know, something like, and Star Wars is the primary example of this, right? Where you have Star Wars come out and it's this huge hit. And so Hollywood translates that as what sells? Space things, robots. And so what you have is you have a yeah. million things come out after Star Wars. Yeah. You know, we were talking yeah. about Battlestar Galactica just the other day and how Battlestar Galactica was yeah. was just a Star Wars ripoff ultimately. Um, and I remembered like the original Clash of the Titans and stuff. They had this little mechanical owl that was in in the original yeah. Clash of the Titans because they needed yeah. to have yeah. their R2-D2 in though because that was their, this is what people want. This is what sells. And so instead yeah. of ever translating it to be, this is a great story, acted well. Perf- well, I don't know the act- acting was all <laughs> phenomenal in Star Wars, but you know, yeah, acted well acted enough. Well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but told well, exciting, thrilling, done well, you know, well put together show and stuff. This is it was what people want. Instead of that, they're like, oh, people want space shows. And that's that's the way they translate it. It's the, you see the exact same thing with with uh, shows that they do now, and and the the hit thing right now, which you'd think they'd be past, but they're still not. But it's superheroes, right? Uh, Disney came out and did yeah. the Marvel thing, and all of a sudden, what sells? Superheroes, and so you just see in tons and tons of superhero stuff, and and now it's being ble- it's ble- it's it's been bled dry, and they're now. They're now squeezing out the cartilage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and starting to do from, it from, where they're they're still thinking that we could sell superhero stuff because superhero stuff sells, but forgetting that what really sells is good, well written, well acted, well produced 
stories dead well. And so they're doing, so, they're not uh, doing that anymore. And, and so the superhero industry yeah. is dying accordingly. And they're saying, Oh, it's superhero fatigue. It's not superhero fatigue. It's no, they're, the, they're, the, well, the they're saying that, that, well, what they're saying is people are, are they're, they're bigots because they're putting all of this woke stuff in there and people aren't wanting to go see the woke stuff. And, uh, and, and they're saying that it's because people are, you're, they're racists they're sexist, or they're, racist. they're sexists or, or whatever. And it's, and that's not, not, not true. What they're seeing is a decline in the quality of entertainment and it includes morality. So we have these moral things and then you've got the same thing in our political structure where now we have this massive, very outwardly immoral government. And uh, it, it ranges anything anywhere from the state, uh, the city, the county, all the way up to our national and federal government. And it's all over the world now where we see very, very bad behavior by our uh, you know, elected uh, officials. And these are our public servants. They are, they're supposed to be held to a high standard. They're supposed to be accountable to the people. And it's almost like now uh, you know, we are the serfs. We elected them, but we elected them rulers. They're, they're, they, they call yeah, them, we, we refer to way. them now as our leaders, and, and they're not our leaders. They're, they are our public servants. And, and so this outward um, refusal to, to be held to a moral standard, you look at, at Representative Swalwell, who had the, the Chinese uh, yeah. spy that uh -huh. was sleeping with him for, <laughs> for over a year. And uh, he was totally, completely compromised. And yet he stood on the, the Foreign Intelligence Committee and, and all of these things. And yet, even though we have it, we have that and people are crying for, for his resignation, it, nothing ever happens. And it's because it's, it's, it continues to be ignored, swept under the rug, refused to acknowledge it by, by whichever party is in power. And, uh, and to me, that's, that's really a decline. I, I was watching something, uh, yesterday and they were, they were showing a, an interview clip of, uh, Donald Trump back in the nineties. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, I think it could be easily said that Donald Trump is not a moral person. He's not a well-centered, he doesn't have good moral center. Just one minute. And in this interview, he was saying that um, if if somebody wrongs him or wrongs a person, he feels like the person who was wronged now has the right to go completely out of their way to wrong to that person back. Eye, yeah. he, he said an eye for an eye. He absolutely believes an eye for an eye. He doesn't believe in turning the other cheek. Those were the words he used. And when you have someone like that, where now the right looks at Donald Trump, many, many people on the right look at Donald Trump as a hero. Hey, we're, yeah. we're glad because he hits back. We're glad because the left has hit us for so long. We want somebody now to hit back. And it's okay if that is an immoral person. It's okay if he does the dirty fight, things fire with back. fire type approach. Yes, because we're so tired of having the dirty things done to us. And I looked in the comments of, of that, that video clip. And it said, uh, one person said, turning the other cheek does nothing. And I, you know, I, I, I really stopped engaging in social media quite a bit because, you know, 
people are never going to listen. But the thought went through my head is it doesn't, it might not do anything now. It might not do anything in this life, but that's not why you turn the other cheek. You don't turn the other cheek well, it's because also extremely you want short-sighted. that. Um, to say that it doesn't, it's to very say that it doesn't do anything is only looking at the situation itself. And that may be true. Like if, if you turn the other cheek, someone will wrong you, you turn the other cheek, they wrong you again. It doesn't actually solve the problem or make it go away or anything. So that's all they're looking at is the short one. But if you take society as a whole and you take society as a whole being willing to en masse turn the other cheek when they're wronged, it absolutely does something. It makes a huge difference in what society is and what we become to be able to forgive each other and to turn the other cheek and to look past grievances and and, uh, you know, grow up and be bigger people, be adults. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. I, I think, I think that was pretty apparent. Um, but when, when, when George W. Bush left office, there was no fanfare. He left, he didn't ask anybody to follow him. Uh, and, and, uh, the, the Obamas went into the white house. All of the people took down stuff. They, they actually, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Gra not, not graffiti, but uh, they, they graffitied the White House. <laughs> they, they graffitied. <laughs> no, they but, but but they they didn't treat it respectfully, and 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 they 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 did the same thing. Of course, when 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 Trump left, they they tried to erase every single bit of of him Under that went in there. Yeah. Uh, but yet, when you have uh, George W. Bush, whom whom I disagree politically on many many things, but you cannot absolutely, in my opinion, discount or discredit them for how they carried themselves. They generally carried themselves extremely respectfully. They were respectful of other people. And I remember when when uh, George W. Bush was asked about uh, people opposing, what do you say about all of the people that say this about you and, and blah, blah, blah. And his response was, isn't it great that we live in a country where a person can say things like that and not be punished for it? Yeah, that, that that was his response. So, and now, what we are told and what is the socially acceptable thing is, if you say something that another person doesn't like, especially if you are on the left and someone on the right says something you don't like, you now have the right to completely cancel that person. You have the right to get them to lose their job, to ruin their career completely, to where they can't work again, to mm -hmm. destroy them financially. All of these type. things that Donald, yeah, all of these things that Donald Trump said. If that happened to you, you have the right to turn around and do it back. Yet, if you look at the way uh, some of these uh, people who have been canceled have uh, have not fought back, how they have turned the other the the other cheek, people generally look at them as, uh, "Hey, you know what? That that person just they still carried themselves respectfully. So they it's an, they were dignified." It's actually a really good tie into. I wanted to talk about it a little bit. I do. I know it's not something highly interesting to you, but you know it's newsworthy um, with what's happening with the Daily Wire and Stephen Crowder right now. Um, and I think the reason why you're not interested in it when we were talking about it a little bit earlier is because you see it as a petty squabble. And I absolutely agree. You know, when you have when you have two conservative groups that are, you know, in this flame war publicly and in, in the public space and stuff, one of the biggest things that I think people sort of respond to that is think, you know, why isn't this being done behind closed doors? Why are you airing this thing, these things publicly? And um, just sort of the the nasty commentary 
it'd be really refreshing if one of them would have just responded by saying, oh, it's interesting they said that. Well, best of luck to them. And just let it go. Just turn the other cheek. Like in, the, in, the, in that sort yeah. of situation, uh, being able to just turn the other cheek. And I, I understand why the Daily Wire responded the way they did and stuff. Steven Crowder attacked them in a way that they feel hurts their reputation. And so they feel the need to to defend that, you know, against him. And it's understandable. And yeah, it would, it actually would have been more refreshing if the daily wire had was just said, no, we, 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 we don't, we don't agree, but that's, that's okay. We're just going to move on, you know, and not, not really bothered to respond more than that. And sometimes companies do that. You know, you do see that every once in a while. And it always is really refreshing when a company is just, just bigger. I remember the, um, the church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, going back to that, the, um, the musical came out that was the book of Mormon musical. And um, I, I don't know if you're familiar with that at all. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit familiar with it. I've never bit. seen it because it's, it's offensive to me, right? It's a mockery. Because it's, it's a, a mockery. mockery. And I've seen, I've seen bits of it online, you know, through, on YouTube and whatever and stuff. And it's, it's just kind of like, yeah, it's just offensive. It's just, it's just crass and crude and, and, and very unkind to, uh, you know. And so the way that the church... Um, responded to that was they took out a full page ad in the in the playbill or whatever the the program for the book of mormon and that said now you've seen the play how about checking out the real thing read the book of mormon and that's the way the church responded to this situation and it's just it was just such a nice example it was a it was a it was a proactive response. Yeah, and 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 yeah. such a nice example of turn the other cheek instead of uh, instead of being defensive instead of attacking, it just said, "Hey, this is here. You know, now you've seen it. Why don't you check out the real thing?" Well, too? It, yeah, it was, it's it really was kind cool. of it was, really cool. uh, it was kind of it was kind of pl- playing off the notoriety that was being created mm-hmm. as kind of a which was supposed was to brilliant, be brilliant, brilliant marketing, and it and yeah. it, and, it, and it, it turned it around and said, "Hey, now uh, now look at this." So so. What do they say that uh, that marketing, free marketing, is always the best marketing, and that's kind of what happened yeah. with uh, with with well, the Book of Mormon when play, the, especially yeah. when the church responds Musical. that way. Just think, if the church had responded by saying, by saying, "This is gar-, you know, sick their lawyers on them," like like yeah. say, the things you hear about, like what Scientologists does, Scientology does. You know, when when people make yeah. Scientology documentaries, that the Scientology church goes after them and starts spying on them and harassing them and different things like that is the rumor. You know, I don't want to uh, say anything that isn't, you know, this is, this is just hearsay, right? In other words, I don't, I don't have personal experience on it. But, but that sort of a response to something makes, if it's true, makes an organization like that look worse, not better. It sort of backs up the criticism. And when you have this mockery of an organization that the organization responds the way the church did, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints did to the the Book of Mormon musical, it shows that the church actually is good and righteous and trying to be you know, do as Christ would have them do. It's it, it it means that they put their money where their mouths are, in other words, and um and and so it's a really refreshing thing. And 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 I'd love to see that more, particularly with conservatives, because conservatives in general are meant. I mean, the, the whole idea behind conservatism is standing on principles of morality, right? Judeo-Christian morality. You know, not all. Yeah, but you know, it's it's. Go ahead. What's what's really sad is it, it used to you know even. 
even a couple of years ago, we could have said that by and large, many, many members of the the Republican caucus would would were you know I considered them to be more you know quite pretty upstanding. Now I I ah, good grief a handful maybe to, to actually be that, more that I can think of people. off the, the well, top I'm, of my hand that that I would consider. Yeah, I'm talking to about what conservatives should upstanding. be rather than what the conservative movement is. Yeah. Well, but but my point is though is that this is part of the decline that sure, I'm talking sure. about. This is the this is the decline in our society. We we have, you know, this 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 now constant uh bombardment of language especially. You know, la- language to me is there is zero zero need for harsh language in any situation at any time anywhere. I, I don't, I'm just, by harsh I language, do you completely. mean foul language or do you mean sharp? Foul okay. language, foul language, c- cursing, right, okay. swearing. I, I truly do not believe that swearing is justified or needed or makes a point any more poignant than just using strong language without the profanity. So I, I it has become now so common that among cable television news shows, uh, or not news shows, but uh, cable cable shows, um, you know, the F word is is now rampant. Yeah. Uh, using the YouTube Lord's name in vain is and rampant. even even yeah, in using even the Lord's in mainstream things. That's one of the things we were talking about the Gutfeld show a little bit, and you were saying how you didn't particularly like it, and I kind of agree with you. Can't and stand one of the it. reasons why I Can't don't like stand it, it is because of that sort of thing. Now they do bleep a lot of the harsher stuff out of it because it is you know primetime show but why but why, why, even say why it? do they yeah, think, why even use it's it? because they think that culturally we are in a place where that kind of thing is fun and and i can tell you like i i make fun of some people that i work with because uh they, they'll they'll use the f word 40 times in one sentence where literally every third or fourth word is the yeah. f word and and i'll, I'll kind of joke with them and and but i'm you know i, I definitely have a point and that is do you have to use the f word like that? And and they say, oh yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. And then they'll do it again and and whatever. And uh, but but they do it so often it's now that them, yeah. it's it's habit and they don't think about it. But yet to someone like me who who watches uh, his language and and who is trying to raise a, a child who doesn't rely on that kind of thing. Um, it, it's pretty offensive and, and not meaning that I, I can't get over sure. it, but it just means well, you that, be forgiving you know, of Hey, it. I, I don't need that. It brings me down, but it brings me down. Sure. It's uh, like, yeah. no, I, I don't want to be around in that places kind of like that too. So I, I know exactly what you're saying and you can kind of be forgiving of it. You know, I, I use, um, you know, the, what you might call G rated curses or something, you know, like I, I use the, the heck and dang and shoot sort of. Uh, th- that's the way I talk. And, you know, so I'll, I'll I, and I do it naturally all the time. You know, I drop something, I say, dang it. You know, I say, dang it. You know, that's, yep, that's the way that's I respond to stuff. And that's because it's habit. Yeah. And there is an argument to be made where what's the difference between saying the F word or saying freak? You know, I say, what is the, get, get that freaking thing out of my face, you know? Did you see, so we talked about Battlestar Galactica <laughs> yeah. earlier and the, the new, the, the, the rebooted, that, that they totally got around that by using the word freak. Yeah. <laughs> which was and that was 
It was totally the F yeah. word. That's exactly what it was. It was meant to be the F word. It's just society doesn't know that as a curse word. And so which that's, was a really that's clever way to did. do it. And they did it in such a way that it actually, which, which that comes from the original, by the way, um, the, the original, the 1970s version of Battlestar Galactica is where that word comes from. Not at that rate. But not at that rate. Exactly. They used that. And then they also used, and they didn't translate this one. They used Felger carb or Felger garb. I'm not sure if it, if, I think it's carb. Felber, Fel, Felger carb was one of the other swear words that they had in the 1978 version. That one, they didn't, mm. that one didn't, they could, they couldn't make it work. So they didn't translate that to the update. Um, but frack did. You, know, so. you, 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 you remember that the old uh, the, the old uh, uh, LDS missionary swear word was fetch. Vaguely, yeah. <laughs> fetch. Was fetch or flip. Yeah. It was either flip or fetch. And th- there's, and, a, uh, oh, there's, a, there's an argument. There's a certain argument yeah. to make that if you took if you took the societal view of the words out, that saying, you know, what the fetch versus saying what the F, there's no difference. Like either way, you're using a word that you don't need to use to express things in a way that you didn't need to express it to use an expletive. And uh, and so there, there is something to that. But I think that that's also a little bit disingenuous to say that because because there is societal perception of words. And the societal perception, even though it's become a lot more common, the societal perception of the F word and words like that is still that they are meant to be. They're meant to be offensive. It's supposed to hold that meaning. Yeah, it's supposed to hold They're that meaning. They're supposed to be so, offensive. You know, They're we, supposed to be foul. That's why people say them. Yeah, we, we go back and we'll watch movies like... Um, Dolphin Tail, uh, even Flipper, the the one with um, uh, oh shoot, uh, he was Frodo. Elijah um, Wood. Elijah Wood, yeah, yeah. So Flipper with Elijah Wood, you should you should watch that with your with your kids. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's very very clean, and I really enjoy it because of that. The uh, same thing with Dolphin Tail. Dolphin Tail is a very, very good movie. It's a very kid-friendly movie, and it's entertaining. It's well acted. It's got Harry Connick Jr., Ashley Judd. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's well done. Uh, it's got Chris Christopherson in it as well, Morgan Freeman. Um, but, but these are these are really good shows, and and Hollywood will do these again, and and people will go see them, and they do fairly well. But they don't get the hint because they don't. They're they're not you know three hundred million dollar blockbusters well, they're not 500 million dollar blockbusters and uh it's it's really unfortunate um you, you you did have in this this top gun sequel you you didn't have any sex uh well you an implication you sort of spending you had an implication but yeah. you didn't have, didn't have the actual the act not, not not like in the, the first the, in like yeah, in the first the, one you shot yeah yeah they, they showed it so, but but there was cursing. There was cursing, but there but nowhere was no, near, near like first one. Nowhere, nowhere near, near like what it one. is, not even on the first one. It had, exactly. It had one but stronger. It had did. that one moment of the the f word that was stronger than anything yeah. in the first one. But over other than that, it was actually had less cursing too. It was it, it was it was a it was a, what was it? It was PG thirteen, sure right? It was, so, yeah. um, and, and and when you see those movies that that are like that and they do very very well, even by today's standards, that would be considered a clean movie. And that's why I'm bringing it up. Is is by today's standards, it's it's like that, but yet it did so so well. And yet, isn't it interesting that Hollywood still does not look at that as the model of what they should shoot for it was well acted it was well written it was uh it was friendly to most families and yet we don't 
we don't get that. We we they, they'll more do in the that. Movies. But then they'll yeah, do more in the movies than you they'll do. do on they'll the, do another the TV nine. shows. You've you've seen a divergence in that regard a little bit because the TV shows are horrible. Well, movies because they do these big horrible. blockbusters and they put so much money into them that there's there's more of a need to get every bit of audience that you can and making an R-rated movie automatically cuts part of your audience out. And there used to be a cultural thing back in like the 80s where it didn't because they'd make these R-rated shows that weren't supposed to be for teenagers, but were secretly for teenagers because they knew teenagers went and, and got and saw them anyway. They wanted to yeah. see those things, which is why movies like Revenge of yeah, the Nerds and, and, those, and all these other shows, yep. they, they did that. They did those things because they wanted the teenagers to go yeah. see them because they figured, you know, but teenagers that's, that's are, fallen are, out of fashion, both amongst teenagers yeah. and amongst, and and part of that's because of cable and stuff. Like, what do you need to sneak in to see a, an R-rated movie for when you can just turn on HBO? Like, just, just turn on it, Netflix, or just, just turn uh, on Netflix. Do you, no, yeah. you don't even do you have to do that. Yeah, you just just turn on the 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 the, the well, prime yeah, video. You even take, it's well, right there. None of that's even necessary. All you have to do is get on your computer and Google, you know. The P word. Yeah, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. P-O-R-N. Exactly. But, right. but I mean, it's, so it's, 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 it's not ubiquitous just that. now, that sort of thing. So the idea of sneaking into our rated movie is now. So my, let me, sorry, let me finish my point really quickly, which is that so in the movie, in the movie scene, because they want to um, get as much audience as they can, including the kids, they shoot for the PG-13 for these big blockbusters. You see a lot less R-rated movies now than you used to especially with these big blockbusters they generally will make them pg-13 but then when it comes to cable because the audience once again if the family just owns it that's not the case anymore and so cable and and specifically streaming services have started just going down the path of including as much of that stuff language sex nudity violence as possible so there's you a know is it, isn't it inner isn't it interesting too that the vast, vast majority of these streaming service movies, the movies that they produce, are rated R. The majority of them are rated R, and and while it, you can definitely say that the majority of films that that are shown in the theater are rated R, the percentage is higher on these streaming services, and so they'll they'll really show these yeah. uh, you know all these trailers and all that for for them and 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 that's the way that they are and it's horrible um, yeah tvma you know i yeah 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 so i i, I have also i just noticed... want to throw out really quickly that tvma the rating system there is problematic because tvma if you don't use any f words but you use other words that wouldn't be allowed on network tv like the s word or things like that you will get TV. You will get a TVMA rating. So TVMA rating goes all the way from stuff that has fairly strong language in it, but not f bombs throughout, and no sex and not extreme violence, to those extremities, and that's all included in TVMA. It all it all gets kind of thrown into that same big bucket. Yeah, and I have seen some some of the the shows where they they don't have any of those other things, but because of the language, uh, they'll well, they'll get an that, example that, is is one of my, one of my favorite shows is um, Justified with Timothy Oliphant, and um, relatively speaking, it's not terrible. You know, it's got it's got enough in it that makes it TVMA and stuff. Um, but it's definitely it's not like Game of Thrones stuff, and it's not like f bombs every other minute or anything like that. But it's you know it's got adult language and it's got like you know I think I think there's there's 
some semi-distant flashes of naked butts in certain parts of it, you know, sort of thing. But it's not like Game of Thrones, you know, explicit nudity sort of moments. Like I stuff. even heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there, there, there was, uh, there, there's something else that, that really contribute is contributing. And we have seen this really take the front stage and that is, uh, the rainbow jihad. Right. Uh, in, in society, particularly the trans movement right now, this drag queen shows the, the the trans movement. This this transgender stuff is so twisted. I I was telling my son uh, a couple of days ago that I firmly believe that the the people who are fixated on this, who the people who believe these things, believe that a man can be pregnant. I truly believe that they do suffer from a mental uh, illness, that, that it is a form of a mental illness because it takes them, it's, their perception is complete fantasy. It's, it's completely rooted in falsehoods, in lies. It's not based in any reality whatsoever. There's no science behind it. It is only on feeling. And it goes right. back to what you were talking about, how morality is what makes me feel good or what, what I think is right. And so if a person says, and that's, that, that goes down, it comes, comes down to also people saying my truth. Yep. It's my truth. Whatever you believe is your truth, then that's good for you. And this acceptance that we have as well of other people where we feel like we cannot offend anybody. So we have to say it's okay because it's your truth and it's and, and you want and to do there's that. There's a certain level where, yeah, I mean, obviously everybody's truth is their own as far as what they perceive. And and you can't make me believe something that I'm not going to believe. The, the, it's exactly what you're saying, though. The the, the issue becomes when you are trying to force me to respect what you believe, even if what you believe is nonsense, is garbage, in my opinion, I don't have the right to think that what you think is garbage. <laughs> they're, they're trying to force me to accept right, right. But, that what you believe and is your but, truth is just as valid as any other yes. truth. But it's really this, this idea that we are supposed to believe the lie. And and we are supposed to believe based on your feeling. And and they say things like we've evolved into this. Yeah. I truly believe that we as are we, regressing as, evolve, as a society. Yeah. Yeah, yes, we, I believe we are regressing as a society. We, we are becoming we are becoming more violent. You just look at California and you look at the, the cities uh, in California, the homeless encampments, all of these areas that are absolutely third world type uh, 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 communities. And it's supposed to be the, you know, what was the pinnacle of the American, uh, uh, landscape was, was California. It's supposed to be the, the, the greatest state. It's must be the most beautiful state. Um, but what they have done to it is they've completely destroyed it. And it is this sick and very twisted, version and very sick and twisted morality that has just completely gripped California to where now so many people that used to believe that things like those, that things like that were bad. Now they've come to accept them and say, you know what, as long as it doesn't affect me, well, it is affecting you. It's affecting everybody. Now the drag queen shows are affecting everybody. The trans movement is affecting everybody. All these things are affecting us because we gave an inch and the inch that we gave was gay marriage. Yeah, and they, they talk the about, you hear that gave. sort of feedback all the time where it's like, if it doesn't affect you, what do you care what other people do in their in the privacy of their own lives? And I've always rejected that thing. And here we I've are. always rejected it. It's like, and it now does we affect are. you. Yep. We are a society. The society yep. is a living 
organism of some sort. You know, it's it's a it's a creature. We are social that creatures. When you allow We're infection into it, it infects it and it does affect you. And there's a balance there. That's obviously. like saying that if I have cancer in my big toe, it's it not in my, my leg. That it's not going to affect my leg. Well, my great grandmother got cancer and it started in her foot. She had the front half of her foot amputated. Then eventually she had her foot, the rest of her foot amputated at the ankle. Then she had her her leg amputated above the knee and eventually it killed her because the cancer spread. Yep. And that's what immorality is. It is a cancer that will spread. Absolutely. It, it, if you don't think it's going to affect you, it will affect you. And yeah. eventually it will. And there's balances and, to and be struck there, you know, now. because I, I do think there's a, there's a problem with you, you know, authoritarian sort of restriction of freedom. Like, you know, we, we want to allow people to make the choice, to make bad choices. Like fr that's part of freedom. Part of freedom is allowing people to make bad choices as well. And so just standing behind the principles but there of freedom. Are laws, but there are but, but but there are laws against things. You can't, you, you can't, you oh, know, no, we, yeah, we no, allow I'm taking, people to make I'm choices, they, but you're not allowed to, to murder. They've taken it too far, to exactly. And yeah. And, and so yeah. that's what I mean by the fact that there's a balance there. I was also going to comment on the on the evolution thing. You know, it's a tricky thing because in a lot of ways we have evolved. Society has evolved and it did evolve. And these principles that founded America, you know, America's gone through a lot, a lot of turmoil and a lot of growth because of that turmoil. And in a lot of ways we have evolved as a country and there's things that we we become stronger we have become stronger i just stronger. mean it yes. as individuals there are things that we don't even we couldn't even contemplate thinking certain ways that were common to think a couple hundred years ago they were evil they were just despicable things that people just thought and racism is one example of that where we there's no question that we have evolved on the issue of race up to a certain point right and then what what's happened is uh, i think we i don't know if it was on the show that we were talking about this or outside the show but up, up to the 90s um about the 1990s like race relationships were practically gone like the most popular mid, um, almost almost to the mid 2000s yeah yeah and it, and it just like 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 the most popular TV shows were by African-American people, um, the music artists, all that sort of thing. Nobody thought of other people of other races. And, you know, I mean, yeah, you still had pockets where there was mm -hmm. racism that exists, obviously, and there were still incidences of racism. But as far as the societal view of race and the way that we interacted with each other, it was pretty much just kind of gone. And then and we've talked about why before. We, we, you and I both believe it kind of is, is Obama's fault. Um, it started a little bit before that. It started. It started with Al Gore. Al Gore started doing it because he he was telling everybody that uh, George W. Bush didn't want to count the, the the people in in you know among the among the black communities. But it was it was incited. It yeah. was the politicians who incited it. They created a calamity. They created the perception of a calamity. In order to gain favor right. among the yeah. people, and it's a communist tactic. And so in that way, we've, we have yeah. devolved, absolutely. But we can't discount the fact that we have also, even in the ways that we've devolved, we're still more advanced and more evolved in, the, in, the, in our thinking in that regard than we were we are more 200 advanced, years what, ago, you know. When I, when I say we've also de-evolved de is we have, we, we, I don't believe we are smarter. I believe we're dumber. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. We're not smarter. No, our, 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 our educational system, our educational institutions are not teaching us how to be smarter. They're teaching us how to be robots. 
They're teaching us what they want us to know so that they can control us. And so when you have that, you have a people who are not able to think for themselves. When you have a people who are not able to think for themselves, you have people who do not innovate. And, and that's why someone like Elon Musk comes along and he's a very smart person and he does these things that really impact society for good. And, uh, and, and yet people like that don't, they're not around like they used to be. But we have such great advancements. You know, it, take, it took, uh, what was it? They put a rotary phone in a room with, uh, with, with young people, like uh, 20-something-year-olds, and they couldn't figure out how to use that phone. It took them 15 minutes to figure out how the phone actually worked. 15 minutes of working with the phone Sure, to try to figure experience. out how the that's phone just not worked. Knowing. You show and if, if you it, show it, it them, is. they'd learn it like that. It's not like, but they don't. Doesn't... But they don't know how to, to to use a phone book. They don't. So these are things that I'm yeah. talking about, though. They don't. If you gave them a book that was an encyclopedia, with the topics alphabetized and whatnot, they would eventually get used to it. But what they're used to is doing a doing search. search what they're used to is an instant gratification, and so they've lost a lot of things. We've we've uh, come to realize that that the citizenship test that is required of uh, immigrants to to become U.S. citizens cannot be passed by the majority of high school students of US, in the country. Yeah, majority of citizens and stuff. So we have de-evolved de in, in many of those respects. And they also we have de-evolved in that morality. We've de-evolved in what civilization is supposed to be. We've become a, a world of whatever suits me, I have a right to do it. That's what we've now become. And even if that thing is looting, even if that thing is burning a building or a, taking down a statue because you disagree with it, if it suits me, it becomes morally right to do so. And that's where I think we have really lost connection uh, with, with morality in our society and how quickly it is just completely, uh, it's free-falling. It's completely free-falling at this point. I was looking up de-evolve versus devolve, because I think I said devolve earlier, and I think devolve is a... It's de-evolve. I think devolve... Well, I don't know if de-evolve is a word, but <laughs> at least it, the meaning is correct. But the word that I use, devolve, is not correct. So I'm not, that means something else. Um, so um, I wanted to talk just a little bit more about the, um, the uh, Crowder... Um, Daily Wire thing, not not in terms of them specifically, because it's just the latest example of this sort of thing and stuff. But I did want to talk about, as it relates to morality a little bit, uh, the contractual situation that, that's involved in that. Because I think, I, I, I think it's funny, I've been watching these videos. I know you said you haven't been really following it because you don't care about it and stuff, and understandably. But I have, because I happen to follow them both. And yeah, stuff. I'm not a fan of Stephen Crowder, and I'm not a fan of right. the Daily Wire. That we, we, We've talked about this. I, I do really uh, respect Matt Walsh. Right. I think he's just a, a really spot-on guy. But anyway, so I, I keep watching videos and going back and forth on whose opinion I, I, I think is right, because apparently I'm easily swayed in that regard. And I realize that's because... Whenever when I listen to the person, I'm listening to them make their emotional plea, and I buy into their emotional plea. 
And I don't really know if people are being honest or not. And I, so I, I need to stop judging and stop deciding whose side I'm on. But the one thought that I wanted to bring up that I thought was an interesting point about it was related to the, the idea of contracts. And it was, um, I've, I've mentioned him on a show before, Shad from Shadiversity, um, which is actually, I think it was his other channel, the, Night, the Night's Watch, where he said this. Um, he commented on this and he commented on the whole idea of the contract and how the whole idea that the Daily Wire, and it's just coincidentally the Daily Wire, because it's all companies. It's not the Daily Wire. It's, the, it's company practice. It's the way you do it when you get a job. It's the way that it happens with contracts, is that the person comes in with the contract and they lowball you as much as possible. Hope And, and then if you are gullible or, or unknowledgeable or un, inexperienced or just don't realize how much you're actually worth and you sign on the dotted line, then you get lowballed. Then you, you get cheated because you didn't know any better. And he basically, Shad, said basically, he was like, what, what companies should be doing is they should be coming in with their best offer right up front because that's the honorable, honest thing to do. You come in and you say, this is what this job pays. This is what it's worth. This is what you're worth to us. Is that acceptable to you? And then you say yes or no. You either say, okay, that's, I'll take it, or you say, no, I need more money. And there, there should be no negotiating. It should be, well, sorry, that's our best offer. And, and the whole idea yeah. that you're coming in and you, you think that somebody's worth 60,000 a year or something like that, and you say, well, let's offer them 50 and see if they'll take it, is a slimeball thing to do. But it's the way business works and it's the way contracts work. And so in that regard, I thought it was a really interesting, um, an interesting point that Shad made that, that resonated with me, where I, I don't think that the Daily Wire by in, in any regards is like slimeball people that are trying to be deceitful. They're just doing the way business is done. They just approach it because that's the way you do it, right? You, you, you give your low offer and then they come back with a higher offer and you negotiate it back and forth until you come to a resolution. That's just the way business is done. But I agreed with the idea that that's not the way business should be done. And just because business should be done that way, yeah. that doesn't make it moral. And, uh, you, you, you and I have have undoubtedly had job interviews where they ask you how much you make and then how much you're looking for. Oh, every every job and, interview. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I've only I've only had one job interview where uh, from the very beginning they said uh, this job pays X amount of dollars. Are you okay with that? Yeah. And it it's it's happens to be what I'm making right now. It wasn't this job, but it, it happens to be what I'm making now. And um and I said, Yeah, I'm fine with it. And 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 it was really nice to have that because then it became my decision whether or not I was going to pursue it. If I had made more money than that uh previously, or I felt like I was worth more money than that, I would have said, you know what, I, I'm I don't think so. Uh, you know, I, I think I should be paid this amount. And if they said, well, we just can't do that, this is what the job pays. Uh and, and then they then nobody's wasting any time because that right. was the very first well, conversation I, I had with anybody on the I phone. I think there's a place where you know some negotiation can obviously take place, but it, it should be based off of a starting point of the company giving putting their best foot forward. The the way negotiation might take place is when if if they put their best foot forward and they say okay we 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 are offering you sixty thousand for this and that actually is legitimately their best offer, and you come back and you say I need seventy thousand 
I'm worth I'm worth seventy thousand, then it becomes your job to explain and to prove to them why, and to say. I think you're misavali- you're misjudging how much I'm worth, and here's why. And then try to convince them. And even then, they may be able to say, well, sorry, we can't. This is the best that we can do. Or they may make the decision at that point to say, you know what? You're right. You are worth that. And so we're going to squeeze a little bit more out or something. Those sorts of things could take place and stuff. But just this whole practice of, you know, we think that we, we could pay 70000 for this job, but we're going to offer him sixty in the first place and see if he takes it. You know, that that's the, the practice that I... That I think is, and it would yeah, be the same in reverse. If someone that, came in and said, "I want to get nine, you know, eighty thousand out of this job," so I'm going to go in and tell them that I want ninety thousand, and then and then when they offer me seventy, then I'll negotiate it to eighty or whatever. Like just that whole approach to things ought to be it ought to be done away with realistically. You ought to go in with honesty right up front. Uh, you know, I, it 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 would be nice if if business worked out that way. I understand for the 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 purpose of business, of course, is, is when they, yeah. you know, you have this, you have the backroom uh, uh, conversation with your your managers or your HR and whatnot, and you say, okay, what is the range of uh, pay that we're, or what is the maximum that we are willing to pay someone for this position? And you say sixty five thousand dollars a year. And so there, the the business is going to say, uh, for the good of the business, you know, we, we'll offer sixty five. And uh, if they come back, we still got some wiggle worm and uh, wiggle room and, right. and and try to get that. But at the same time, I do agree though that having that honesty up front and saying this is what this job pays. Well, particularly when you're and in the position this, of power, you know, when, when you're in the situation where you're the business and they're the employee, most employees that come into looking for get a job, they're not power players. They're not negotiating, you know, masters. They're not lawyers or attorneys or anything like that. The company has all that sort of stuff behind them and they have experience in this sort of stuff. And they also are the ones dangling the the job that the person is desperately looking to fill. Well, and that 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 also is more prevalent among salaried employees than it is with hourly employees. Hourly sure. employees almost always have the are, are told exactly what it's going. That is to an pay. excellent point. Um, yeah. Which is yeah, the way it should yeah, be. Yeah. But a salary, but salary gets not, negotiated. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's because they assume salaried people will be better at negotiating and should have more experience and be able to do that sort of thing. But that's it's just not true. It's not the reality. You know, the reality is every time that I go into a job and they make me an offer that I feel is low and and I sh- want to negotiate it, it scares the stink out of me. It, it makes it's very hard. I'm not a business type guy. I'm a creative type guy. I'm not a hard-nosed negotiator. That's not my personality type. It's not something I, and I don't change jobs. I mean, I've changed more often than I like to, but it's not like I'm constantly out there, you know, on the hustle and that's what I'm good at and good at doing and stuff. So it puts this incredible pressure on me to feel like I need to cave under or I'm going to lose the job because I feel like if they say, we'll pay you this much and I go in and I say, no, I want this much, that they're going to say, okay, bye. And then I don't get the job and I desperately need the job, you know, sort of situation. So it's a terrible position to be in. There, there, was, there was one negotiation over salary that I had that was very good. Uh, and that was they came back, they, they, they said, OK, this is how much we're, we are willing to pay. And I said uh, something to the effect of, uh, you, know, you know, hey, I'd like to, to, to go for, for this. And they went for and it was five thousand more a year. And, uh, and, and then they said, uh, then I talked about insurance and I said, you know, I'm looking at your insurance program and I'm looking at how much money I am going to have to fork out just to insure my son, which ended up being $600 a month. 
that's how much it cost to insure my son. That was then. It's probably Because the company covered 100%. Yeah, the company covered 100% of my expenses. So I was covering just one additional person and I was having to pay 100% of that. And uh, so it was $600 a month. And I told them, look, this is really going to hurt me. I said, I have my expenses and uh, I can't, I I think what any person should ever consider uh, when they are doing a salary negotiation is... You look at what you have to pay every single month, and then you add on top of that. You never say, I need this amount of money to live. When you say, when you sell yourself short and you only make what you are going to spend in all of your bills, and I'm not talking about having fun and eating out, I'm talking about your bills, your 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 house, housing your utilities, your food, your gasoline, your insurance, all of that. When you throw all of that in there, your childcare, schooling, whatever, and you sell yourself short to where you're only making that or maybe a couple hundred dollars more a month, you have now lost the negotiation because you should be able to go back to them and say, if I, I, this is barely a living wage for me. And I cannot do that. Well, it depends on what you're and worth. And if they are unwilling, your val- you know, as far as your value and your skill, obviously. But but but, uh, but again, though, if you sell yourself short, you're telling them right. what you're and worth. And that makes a big difference. So, it, but on the other hand, you can't go yes. in with like a couple of years' experience and ask for a, a senior level salary. You know, so no, of course not. No, there, there and, has to be a and, balance there, you know, obviously. by and large, yeah, absolutely. But but I'm talking about a seasoned sure. person, you know, and and really, if even a person just coming out of college, if that person says I'm willing to work for the bare minimum uh, after going through all of this schooling and I've piled up all of this debt, I do believe that they are selling themselves right. short. So you should be able to ask for for a few hundred dollars more than what you actually are going to spend every single month in all of your expenses. Because you do, everybody needs to have some type of escape. And and I think you you've been here before. I've certainly been here many, many times. And that is when you only have enough to live on, your life is not enjoyable. You sure. cannot do the things that you want to do. And it doesn't mean that you have to live a lavish lifestyle. It just means that you are unable to do the things that you you, you would normally do. So when it comes to negotiating, uh, yeah, I do think that it would be awesome if uh, both parties would be, uh, you know, morally honest and moral. <laughs> morally I was trying to think, things, how, how can but... we tie this back into morality? And there you go, you did it. It it really comes down to it, and and ethics so. is morality, and 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 negotiating in business is part of ethics. Yeah, absolutely. So. And it's not the same kind of moral decline that that we've been talking about per se. But I did think it was interesting, and like I said, it, no, this has been around for news. A, yeah, the, eons, the way that business but, but, works and the yeah, morality there is a, is a where, where we're talking about is is morality. What we're de- talking and about the decline the, and that the relative morality the, movement. Yes, stuff, if yeah. you can stand in a room with with your savior. And uh, and and do the things that you are doing and not feel guilty about them because you feel like you can do them in the same room with your with with the savior, then that I would consider to be moral. If you cannot do those things because you do not believe that they would be accepted, it would be considered immoral. It makes me feel incredibly guilty. And and but but see that's how we should be that that's how we should really be guiding I think about ourselves all the, through our the, own just lives. Just the little dumb things that I do all the time that that would not qualify. The little dumb things that we say, you know, in, say, in a joking yeah. way. The little things that we say, yeah, yeah exactly. So 
Anyway, but but we're going to wrap this up. Uh, this has been an awesome discussion. I think that it 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 really behooves us as a as a people individually to get ourselves in order uh, morally before we obviously ask for for society. And certainly before to do we so, proceed for morality when we're not moral ourselves. For, for exactly, you see such hypocrisy. We, you you see, the, our, our, just throw this out there really yeah. quickly. Our government going out there and preaching and claiming these principles of morality. And then you hear about all the corruption and orgies and terrible things and backroom deals and it just corrupt immorality. And, you, and, that and, exists. That, and that makes that's what makes you not trust them. And it's the same thing with the entertainment industry. We, yep. we now horribly see immoral that the entertainment people preaching morality at us. Preaching morality yeah, at us. They are, they, they really are the worst of the worst because they're the ones that stand as the moral authority. Yeah, with, with and, the absolute uh, least they, they morality. They are the, the worst yeah. of the worst. So. Yeah, they're, they're, the, uh, they're the scribes and Pharisees. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They are the hypocrites. <laughs> yeah. so. The den of vipers. <laughs> so, anyway, yep. so. thanks for joining us. And uh, like and subscribe. Uh, comment below if you agree or disagree because I'm sure that with a lot of what we've talked about can be controversial today. But we stand firm in our convictions on these things. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you yeah, next thanks. time. Later.